the USFL gambling podcast, live reaction show to the USFL draft on the sports gambling podcast network presented by WinBet. for every $25 you bet on college basketball. WinBet is giving you a chance to win a trip to Las Vegas for March madness and a thousand dollars in free win bet credits. Download the WinBet app now or visit WinBet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as 15 grand with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And last but not least, you're brought to you by us. Yes, the SGPN app is live in the App Store and Google Play Store. It is free to download. It is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. So go grab that thing and let it ride. Football is a unique American experience. A game described by one turn of the century critic as crude and barbaric with little chance of survival. But survive, it did. SFL gambling podcast live reaction show for the USFL draft. My name is Colby swinging database dad, AKA pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows double the price, but no one touches Dundee. <laughs> I never thought we'd get here as a fan back in the eighties. And then in the nineties, when ESPN classic had it, I never thought we'd get here, but here we are. And you know, I had to bring on co-host and just, uh, well, the host of the NASCAR gambling podcast, the host of the fantasy football podcast at sports gambling podcast network. Give it up for my guy, Rod via Gomez. How you doing, Rod? I am pumped. If I, I'm going to try to save a little energy because we got three hours of this, but I am absolutely stoked and I cannot wait to start breaking this down with you, Cole, because this is, this is it, man. This is, this is about as live as I've ever been as far as being a part of like the draft process or anything like this. I mean, this is the first time I've ever done this. We didn't do this with the AAF didn't do this with the XFL, but you and I get to do this with the USFL and the best part about it, they're not doing anything live either. So it's up to folks like us to do this for them. I guess that's a good marketing scheme too, by the way. It's an honor. I feel like my ego told me they asked me, but they didn't. But I'm it's still an honor. Uh, I, and yeah, we're finally here. We got the Michigan Panthers, who are essentially on the clock. Jeff Fisher, uh, legendary coach with the uh, the Tennessee 
Titans or Tennessee Oilers, however you want to put it. What do you want to see uh, from the Michigan Panthers? I just want to get right to it, right to it. They got 30 minutes on the clock. The Michigan Panthers, uh, you know, obviously they had success in the OG USFL with Bobby Abair. Obviously, the first round is going to be all quarterbacks. Jeff Fisher, though, seems like the type of guy. Could he sneak in? Uh, you know, could he dress up a running back as a quarterback and then draft him? Because I don't think he really wanted Jeff uh, or Jared Goff with the Rams. I think uh, he's kind of a kind of a McNair, kind of a, an athlete guy at quarterback. What do you think? So look, we've already we've heard already that the quarterbacks are already selected. The eight quarterbacks are already there in Birmingham right now. So much speculation as to what who's actually there. We've heard names like Brian Scott tossed around, or and we've heard Jordan Tom who tossed around as well. So I mean, those are two big names already. Like Scott was the quarterback of the now. Selfishly, I want him to go to the generals uh, because he's already got the general's helmet in there. So I, I'm, you know, he's just going to have to switch out one for the next, but I feel like if this is a Jeff Fisher type of a team, um, he's going to take a guy like Tamu, right? Cause we saw in the XFL that he was the type of quarterback that was a little more mobile than most of the ones out there. So I feel like, you know, that's, that's a Jeff Fisher esque type quarterback. Now, again, selfishly, I want the first pick to go to my friend, but uh, I, I do understand that the the fit for a Jeff Fisher system. Um, and and look, speaking of Fisher, Patrick Fisher over there in the YouTube chat, gotta love you guy. <laughs> you talk about uh, Jeff Fisher going to go 500 so hard this season. Uh, but again, he's going to need that, that already that arm that's, that's been a part of these spring leagues too. And uh, again, Tom, who really did a, a really bang up job over there. Uh, in the XFL. So I have a feeling, I have a feeling that might be where the first pick is. Cause he's one of the bigger names, name recognition wise, especially among us who dwell in these spring league type things, as far as, as who could be one of the bigger names to come off the board first. Yeah. I was thinking maybe Montel Cozart, the Boise state kid. Um, but Jeff Fisher, it was funny. I was watching like a, uh, a pregame uh, or a sh- like a couple weeks back. I don't know what platform it was, but he was being interviewed about, uh, you know, his taking this job with the USFL and he goes, yeah, we're going to have a dynamic offense. I almost spit out my coffee because Jeff Fisher's never had a dynamic offense. So I don't know. Does he, does he throw us for a curve and try not to go with the athlete and maybe just the, the pure passer? I don't know. Maybe he's, he's been sitting at home for a while. I know he was affiliated with Tennessee state and Eddie George last year, but uh, he hasn't been coaching as a head coach in quite some time. So maybe do you change your philosophies? Do you zig when they zag rod? Do you go to a Luis Perez? That's, that's another sort of situation where he could go to, because obviously we've seen Luis Perez jump from Birmingham uh, over to, then he ended up in New York with the XFL as well in that trade. So, you know, you could go Luis Perez, the guy that as many times as we're going to hear this story taught himself how to quarterback on YouTube uh, to, to make these, these leagues. Does he go there? Does he like the the spunk of a Luis Perez as far as self-taught quarterback, maybe a guy that he can help mold into a, a NFL style quarterback and NFL type quarterback. And, and maybe he wants that type of a challenge. I mean, again, a lot of these guys have got the pedigree to make it in the spring league. So do they, do they pick that guy already? Or do they take a chance on an unknown that hasn't necessarily played at that type of a level too, like a Cozart and, and some of these other guys, um, you know, what, what do you do? I mean, there's, there's guys on this board too, that have had spring league experience too. So we're talking fresh off of that too, like Deandre Johnson, 
You know, he played for the Steelers. Played everywhere. When you look at his college resume, good lord, this is before even the transfer portal went insane. But this guy played at about every school in the in uh, uh, all 130 FCS or FBS teams. I feel like DeAndre Johnson made a stop at some point. Um, Then he played with the Sea Lions in the spring league. But let me ask you this. Cause I think, you know, maybe it's just me. I, I, I always like it when, when something, you know, heats up, whether it was the, the Jawan Howard punch in college basketball or slap, but uh, what, what would be a name that we're not seeing? Like, I know we talked about this on one of our episodes. Like, is there any way they go for a splashy name like a Johnny Manziel or something crazy, you know, a Tim <laughs> Tebow? I don't know. I mean, is there any way that something crazy happens and we get a, uh, just something that we're totally not expecting? Colby, pace yourself, bro. We've got three hours of this. If you're going to burn up Johnny Manziel in the first 15 minutes of this broadcast, we're done. We got nothing left. Uh, do they make a, I don't know. Look, Johnny Manziel. I've heard that name in every aspect of every spring league that's popped up. We, we, we did. We talked about it a couple of episodes ago on your show. He, he played for the F the fan controlled football league, which is good football. By the way, I'm not even going to downplay that football. It's a lot of fun to watch. Plus you get to call the plays. So if you call the play and you call the right play, that's, that's a lot of fun. I've done that already. But again, he, his name gets trotted out uh, just to, for name recognition value. I don't want personally the USFL to have to do that right off the bat, right? I don't want them to play the, the card of just, uh, I I'm going to do this for popularity's sake, or just to get eyeballs on the league because that automatically discounts you. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, to me, build yourself before you start rolling out novelty names. I'm with you. I'm with you, man. I just, it would be pretty hilarious if one of those names got called, but yeah, I, I get your point. Maybe later down in the draft and just folks, maybe you're, you're late to it. The Michigan Panthers have the first pick. I will go through the draft order right now. We got at number two, we have the Tampa Bay bandits bandit ball is back in Tampa at number three. We got the Philadelphia stars, uh, they, they've had a, they have a rich history. All right. Sean stack of the money green. He doesn't want to admit it, but they got a rich history. Uh, the New Jersey generals at number four, that's uh, that's Rod's team. And at number five, the Houston gamblers at number six, the Birmingham stallions at number seven, the Pittsburgh Maulers, and at number eight, the new Orleans breakers. And remember this draft is snake. All right. It is snake. So uh, new Orleans will be on the clock with the skill positions uh, for round two. And we're going to have all the picks covered for you here on the USFL gambling podcast on the sports gambling podcast network. Uh, Rob, what else? What, give me something else you want to see. What about uh, your generals? Let's let's zero in on your generals. Uh, you look at Mike Riley. Traditionally, I feel like he has a passing quarterback. He doesn't, he doesn't really, from what I can recall, I'm trying to remember or at, at Nebraska, he brought in the passing offense at, at uh, Oregon state. I think he had Derek Anderson, the former Cleveland Brown might've had, he had two different stints at Oregon state. So I'm trying to remember which one Dennis Erickson had that Anderson might've been under, under Dennis Erickson, not sure, but he, in general, he runs kind of a pass happy offense. Uh, even with the uh, San Diego chargers, he had uh dare. I mentioned Ryan leaf. Uh, what do you think uh, the new Jersey generals will do then uh, as far as a drop back quarterback, you think they're going to stay with that philosophy? You think he switches it up? Has he evolved? We haven't seen him coach in a couple. Well, we saw him with the Seattle dragons as an OC, uh, but what do you think there with your generals? So again, I brought up the name earlier and, and I'm going to stick with it because Brian Scott, to me, he was already a general in the spring league. He's got the helmet. Like I said, 
but he's that type of quarterback in the championship, right? In the, in the spring league championship that he won a couple of years ago, he went 22 of 32, 264 yards, three passing touchdowns, 25 rushing yards and a touchdown. So you want to talk about a guy that, that can get it done. Uh, he's the only quarterback to throw for a thousand yards and complete 10 touchdowns in a TSL season. So like the guy can get it done and he's done it at every level. In fact, he just, he won another championship after the spring league. So, you know, the guy continues to put together great teams around. Well, he doesn't put together the teams around it, but he makes the team better around him and all the receivers benefit from it. All the, all the players benefit from it. So if Mike Riley is looking for a guy that is a, is a passer, then you got to look toward Brian Scott. I have a feeling that that's a, a really good fit for his style of offense, a passing quarterback, the pocket, but the guy that can move out if he needs to, uh, to, to get it done with his legs. But again, He's more of, if you watch the film, if you watch the tape of him, he definitely is that quarterback's quarterback that will launch the ball or, you know, take what he can get around the defensive line. So, yeah. So, I mean, let's, let's just try to forecast this. We got the Panthers at one. We think they'll go athlete at quarterback. Um, At two, we got the Tampa Bay bandits bandit ball. I mean, that was the first coaching gig. Steve Spurrier, I feel like had, and they threw all over the field. Todd Haley, I think he's a he's a guy that kind of opens it up. I would expect him to go more passing quarterback as well. Uh, what do you think there? With the, I know we haven't seen we've never seen Todd Haley really outside of the NFL. I think he was at a high school coach or something. I don't know what that was. I don't know if that was uh, you know maybe he was dating a teacher and they needed a a, a, a a football coach. I don't know what the hell that was. But uh, what do you make what do you make of that? So I'm looking at like Chase Linton for that. I mean, again, one of these guys that the name has been around forever, obviously played at Marshall, uh, had some looks in the NFL, went to the CFL for a little bit and his name got tossed around up there. In fact, he was part of, uh, the, the rumors of my red blacks here, my Ottawa red blacks, uh, talked about him having a quarterback stint there, never panned out either, uh, played with the dragons in the XFL. So, you know, a guy that's been around quite a bit and, and can, lead a team and just hasn't been able to stick. See a lot of these guys that we're talking about today. And and you and I both know this as, as spring football fans is just, we know that these guys are talented guys. Like we know these guys can play the game of football, but for some reason or another, it just hasn't translated to the NFL yet because I, and I've said it a million times before on, on just about every show that I've ever been on the funnel to get to the NFL is enormously thin right there. There's very few, if, if many that can make it that high. So the fact that we have all of these, these leagues, the USFL, the XFL, any, anyone that we talk about is just an opportunity for these guys to still play professional ball because it's so hard to make it to the NFL. They're still good players. They've proven it time and time again, or else they wouldn't be on the field. It's just something about their game doesn't translate to the elite level. I hate that word, but that's, that's where we're at right now. So again, any of these quarterbacks I think are a good fit, but you want, you look at a guy like chase Linton that teams have given looks to because he's a good player, but for one reason or another, it's just not NFL ready yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you never know. It's sometimes it's systems. Sometimes it's the right coach, the right opportunity. We saw it with Heineke. We saw that PJ Walker. We've seen it all over the course. I mean, really uh, you can go back to the days of, you know, Kurt Warner in the arena with the Iowa barnstormers or uh, Jeff Garcia in the CFL. You could go on and on and on about just getting the right opportunity. And that's what's so Flutie. great. About these that's Flutie. Exactly. That's my boy, man. That's one of my favorite players ever to watch. Um, 
Then, uh, so I'm I'm just trying to guess here. I think Michigan goes kind of an athletic quarterback. Tampa Bay, more of a passing, you know, prototype. Philadelphia Stars, Bart Andrus. I'm thinking more of the same uh, as Tampa Bay there. I think they're gonna gonna go for a passing quarterback that opens it up. Bart Andrus, probably my favorite, my favorite of the coaches, just because he's just classic. He, he seems like a football junkies coach that everywhere you can think of. Uh, what do you think, Philadelphia Stars? They go more more of the uh, the drop back passer. So, kid out of uh, Tarleton State, you know this well because you are an FCS junkie. Uh, uh, yeah. Ben Holmes, right? Six yeah. foot, two hundred pound guy, threw for over three thousand yards last or the last season that he played uh, with Tarleton State. Thirty four touchdowns, only three interceptions. You know those those kind of stats just jump off the page at, at a kid that you know he didn't get a chance. I mean, again, the, these the um, COVID situations and all this stuff just tore through the last couple of years of drafts of uh, just player player progression. So a guy like Ben Holmes probably could have gotten a little more look had it not been for a tumultuous last couple of seasons. And um, you know, normally a kid that throws for over 3,300 yards in college is going to get looked at in, in a thing as even an FCS guy, you know, I mean, we saw with, uh, with my, my man, Trey Lance. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right, man. And uh, look, we're going to get more to those uh, teams in, in a bit here as we break down the rest of the, p- the pecking order and what we think they'll do, but we got guests coming on and I'm excited to have these guests coming on because I've been on their show before. And uh, well, look, I, 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 it's almost, I don't know how to lead up to this. Cause I want to call them. Dare I call them perhaps USFL Jim? That could be coming on the show. Do I do I ditch the XFL gym for this episode? Is there a USFL gym? Who should I call him? And he's also joined by the Wolf of Oaklawn Chase, which I'm really excited to talk to both of them because I know they're they're football junkies just like us, Rod. So how you guys doing? And uh, welcome to the USFL Gambling Podcast and the Live Draft Reaction Show. Feel free to call me USFL Jim Colby. There's a lot of gyms inside of here. There's a lot going on here. And I am excited as all heck to talk USFL quarterbacks. It's like quarterbacks at the moment, but offensive linemen, D linemen. I'm so jacked. As someone who's managed upwards of five fantasy football teams, I feel like this draft is just really tailor made for me and my attention. I'm here. I'm ready. I got on my New Orleans Breakers colors. I am ready to roll with this draft. There you go. And those breakers uniforms, I thought were fly. What do you want to see? I, I guess I'll start with you, Chase. Then with the with the 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 breakers, you know, Larry Fedora is a guy that that you know kind of runs a uh, pass happy offense as well. Do you want to see him maybe uh, you know go back to that, or do you want to see him maybe make a move, get an athlete, a quarterback, or you know what what do you expect from the breakers this year and and Larry Fedora? I, I honestly would expect something a little bit more pass happy. Uh, it, it's hard to, and this feels weird to say, come across like a, a talent, like a Mitch Trubisky all the time where you can run and, you know, in the college game and also throw, uh, I, I think he might settle for someone who, who he knows can actually distribute the ball, get it around. And so I I'm looking for someone maybe who can, who can kind of sit back in the pocket and make a throw. There we go. I mean, look, I, those uniforms, man, look, uh, I, yeah. I, I came in thinking, you know, I got the gambler's helmet. This has been here for a long time in the studio, but Man, the New Orleans Breakers. I like those uniforms. Uh, USFL Jim. Uh, I don't. I know you don't have a team per, per se. I think. You oh, I have a team. team. I have a team. I mean, I root for the league as a whole, but the USFL. I've been a Michigan Panthers guy through and through. 
I love them all, but that low that helmet is just top tier. It brought me in. That's true. The Carolina Panthers bit that thing. So what do you want to see? The Jeff Fisher's on the clock. He's got 13 minutes. Uh maybe a little over 13 minutes, but uh what do you what do you want to see from your Panthers? Uh, you think uh, you know they have the top choice? So if if it was up to USFL Jim, first pick in the draft, where are you going? Once his name drops in the pool, there's only one choice for me, and it's Jordan Tamu. the The athleticism he brings is just insane. You saw it in the XFL. He's got it with his legs. He's got it with his arms. And I think Jeff Fisher and this Michigan Panthers offense, he's going to want to kind of have somebody that can do it all. And I think you get that with Tamu. He didn't really get a chance in the NFL. Just he was bouncing around on a couple teams, but he shined on the Battle Hawks. I think he yeah. shine for the Panthers. And and I mean, look, he's a guy that stayed in the game. Like yeah. I'm looking at his, looking at the old resume right now, and it's like practice squad or not, he's been on teams nonstop since the Battle Hawks, Kansas City Chiefs, Detroit Lions, ba- back to Kansas City, then back to Detroit, then to the Washington Football Team, then to the Carolina Panthers. I feel like uh, Chris Farley in Wayne's World, right? Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean Jordan Tamu is a guy that stayed playing, so I, yep. I think that, pr- that that pick makes a lot of sense for me. Uh, we'll see what the Michigan Panthers do, but what do you guys want to see? Any, I, I asked this question to Rod, would you want to see any wild cards in the first round? So you brought, you guys brought up a bunch. I know we, so we and chase have our little big board of quarterbacks that we kind of have here. I'll let chase go first. Cause I know he's got one that he's extremely excited about. Yeah. Uh, it's a chance to be a big, disgusting Homer, which I never shy away from. You can tell from my one experience on the college football experience, which I'm pretty sure I'm never invited back for. Uh, I'm going to be a big, disgusting Homer. I'm going to say anyone would get a steal in the first round going with Ryan mallet, AKA the big irresponsible. I think that he would be a great fit, especially at number two, maybe for Tampa Bay with Todd Haley. I mean, if I could think of anyone else statuesque in the NFL, it's been Roethlisberger and Ryan mallet's about as statuesque as he get as it gets, but he has all the arm strength. He can absolutely zip it out there. He has arm strength that bails him out of bad decisions. It's that strong. Uh, you just basically have to keep him from uh, driving or uh, doing anything, you know, that where he might become involved with the law. Um, but yeah, I, I think I take. Chase says this as an Arkansas Razorback fan. So I don't know if he was out at the bar one night and Ryan Mallett did him a solid, maybe in a fight, backed him up. I don't know. He's a quarterback. He probably just bought you a beer, but you know, uh, Hey, Ryan Mallett, Ryan Mallett. I didn't mean to cut you off. I thought you were done with Mallett. I'll let you finish on the analysis of your boy, your second cousin, Ryan Mallett. I think he's having a little bit of computer issues at the moment, but I have a couple long shots myself, Colby. Uh, you guys talked about a couple of the guys I loved Jordan Tomu for one, uh, Brian Scott being another, I absolutely love, but here's one I think would be great for a team like the bandits or a team that I actually think he would be perfect on is the gamblers with that. Um, Kevin Sumlin, high powered offense. He's had air raid experience. I've been looking at Anthony Gordon. He holds the record for most, most passing yards, most passing touchdowns in Washington state history, which if you look at who's played at that school, it's an insane stat. Yeah. The kid has the arm. Hey, and, and Anthony Gordon, when Mike Leach invited us, uh, friend of the program, Mike Leach, former Washington state head coach who recruited Gordon and, and, and was the head coach, uh, for Anthony Gordon. Uh, when we went up there, uh, to wash to Pullman essentially for the Stanford game in practice, we were watching the practices, man. And we were, we were wowed by Anthony Gordon and we were surprised. We actually thought he might go higher in the NFL draft. Uh, but I thought I, so too. 
I think it makes sense. I, I really do think it makes sense. So uh, Anthony Gordon, a name to watch rod. Have you had a chance to check out this Anthony Gordon kid? Uh, no, not necessarily. You guys pretty much thoroughly covered him for, for, well, I mean, I've been, you know, no, I have, I have another, I have one pipe dream quarterback that I don't know if he's going to happen or not, but I really, I'm hoping that he happens so bad. It's Cole McDonald. If you remember Cole McDonald on his Hawaii days, the kid had just like, he's just pure entertainment. Watching those late night Hawaii games, I just never didn't have a smile on my face whenever Cole McDonald was just launching balls down the field. I, I mentioned him on a show, I think with me and Rod, I think it was where Cole McDonald is one where I, I think he's dynamic. He's a fun player to watch. I remember he had the cornrows. He was rocking the cornrows. Mm-hmm. Why you look like the predator? Um, that was that would be one that I, I actually think he could be a really good player, like especially in an alt league. I don't know long term NFL. But uh, I he's think just he's, entertainment. He's just yeah. pure fun to watch when he's on the TV. Yeah, not a yeah. big Fresno State fan. I hated him as a Fresno State fan. I mean, that's fair. That's I'm just fair. saying. Cole McDonald. That I, I could see Jeff Fisher. I mean, it, it might be what premature first pick of the draft, but I could see him on a Jeff Fisher Fisher coach team. What team were you? Were you saying the Gamblers for Cole McDonald? I was thinking. I was thinking the Gamblers for someone like uh, Anthony Gordon. I think Cole McDonald would be a good shot on a team that's willing to take some risk. Maybe, Ballers. maybe like maybe a, the Bandits. Maybe the Bandits, just because he's he's the first time real head coach. Um, maybe I, maybe the stallions, but I don't, I don't think the stallions are a real risk takey sort of team. I just want to see him somewhere. Yeah. What are the Pittsburgh Maulers? You got Kirby Wilson. Who's a, a running back. He's been a running That's back another- feel like for 50 years. He, he coached Gail Sayers with the bears. Uh, but, uh, this is a guy that, that this is his first head coaching gig. I I'm curious quarterback wise. Like, is this a guy that just says, Hey, quarterback's not important. Let's just run the damn ball. Right. Or d- does he say, uh, Hey, let's, let's air it out some. Let's get, let's get a uh, Anthony Gordon, something like that. Uh, I think Cole McDonald could fit maybe for the Pittsburgh uh, Marlins. Are we supposed to drink every time someone says, here's a guy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're talking about a guy here. Jaws. I think I think a town like Pittsburgh, you want someone gritty. You want someone tough. What better tough man out there is there than grungy Eric Dungy Syracuse legend. He was a backup for the renegades. He didn't get to play due to some uh, outside circumstances of football, but the guy has the will to win. And I think he's just a baller. I love Eric Dungy. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I second the garage's opinion here. Eric Dungy, great fit. Didn't he win? Like, I feel like he won like ten games at Syracuse. Yes, yes, ten games at Syracuse. That that uh, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you you should get a statue. You should get a fucking statue built of you. Uh, yeah, Eric Dungy, a name to to keep an eye on here. So uh, yeah, I'm wondering, I'm wondering just if there's any chance of like a wild, a wild card that we're not seeing. We have all these go to sports gambling podcast.com. Uh, we got all the, these lists of, of quarterbacks on every position. We got it. We got you covered. So go over to sports gambling podcast.com or get the SGPN app people free to download. You got, you got, you really have, you, you got no excuse if you don't have this thing. All right. So go get that thing. And uh, yeah, well, chase USFL Jim. We certainly appreciate you hopping on and we hope maybe you'll hop back on with us. And uh, and talk some more as as we see what happens and what what with the first round and see how it unfolds. Appreciate oh, you. We have a lot of opinions. Yeah, and we usually can't take a cue that it's time to we'll be hanging around. <laughs>
You're rocking with the USFL gambling podcast. How you doing, Rod? I know you were out of there for a little bit there. I want I, I want some of your take on, on what we were talking about, man. Well, again, I, I love everything that Jim had just to say, and we're closing in on the first pick. So we got to pay some bills, Colby. We got plenty of time to tell everybody we got, we got to pay some bills real quick. We'll step away. That right. True. That is true. I'm refreshing the page, man. I'm refreshing the page at the minute, at the moment that I, I, I'm still seeing what we, what are we five minutes away? Six minutes away. Got skip Holtz getting retweeted. That's my guy. I'm an East Carolina guy. Do I dare have to Got to play that every time Skip Holtz comes up. You know I'm a, I'm a low key Baltimore uh, Birmingham Stallions. I almost said Baltimore Stallions. Uh, that was a classic CFL team with Tracy Ham. Uh, sure was Birmingham Stallions. That's a team. See Skip Holtz is a guy that also gets the athlete at quarterback. He he did that at East Carolina. He did it at La Tech. He did it at South Florida. His dad did it at Notre Dame and South Carolina. Wouldn't be surprised if he goes for the athlete, the quarterback, despite I heard him on ECU radio saying he wanted to open things up. So some inside Iggy there uh, as we get really close to the Michigan Panthers first draft pick. Um, so I don't know, man, I, I, Jeff Fisher is a guy that is a defensive guy. All right, uh, Jeff, if you did not know folks, Jeff Fisher played safety in the NFL. Uh, he played for Buddy Ryan's 46 defense with the Chicago Bears. He then coached with Buddy Ryan. Buddy Ryan was a guy that never invested in the offense. He had great players with when he was a head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. He got Randall Cunningham and Keith Jackson and Fred Barnett, but uh, he didn't really care about the offensive side of the ball. That is concerning when you consider that your top pick of your league is in the hands of a guy that a learned coaching essentially from buddy Ryan and also played for him for a long time. You look at those Titans teams, despite them having Eddie George and Steve McNair, they weren't offensive juggernauts by any means. Is that, you think that's a bit of a concern if you're a Michigan Panther fan there, Rod? I think it is, but also I think I want to address Mike over here. Who's asking us who the first pick is. Cause we got a couple minutes left. So uh, who, who Colby, who do you think is the first pick for Jeff Fisher? Tamu makes the most sense for me because he's been in the NFL for the past five years. And I think fish or actually, yeah, well past not five years for the past. What he's been on five teams in the past two years. That's what I mean. But I think just the fact he stayed playing uh, nonstop, I, I would say that that would probably be my bet. If I had to place a bet on the first pick, it would probably be Jordan Tamu. Yep. And that's where I'm going to, I have a feeling that that, like I said before, that guy makes the most sense as far as who is going to go who is the most name recognition, especially amongst alt uh, sports fans and alt football fans, because again, he's there and people know who he is. They saw him play on TV. He's the freshest in their mind. Some of these other guys played, you know, they played in indoor football. That's fine. They played in the FCF, the fan control football league. That's fine. But you know, it's just a matter of they, they were all playing in, in different leagues that weren't as highly televised. And again, I just think if you want to make a splash with that first pick, it's Jordan Tamu and it's not cam uh, cam Newton there, Patrick Fisher, uh, as much as cam probably wants to play football somewhere. It's not cam. Yeah. Um, and, and shout out, by the way, we are also on color cast, the color cast app. Go get that thing. Not only are you, are we, are we delivering this to you on cover on color cast? We are also broadcasting games and you better believe we'll probably have some USFL games broadcasted by the likes of Rod via Gomez, perhaps myself, Sean stack in the money green, Ryan, real money Kramer, uh, all the whole FPN team. So 
get the color cast app. We're talking. The chat is live there. Uh, what up to Jong? What up to welcome to UAB? And uh, he's funny. He said the last time I saw breakers in new Orleans, it was Katrina brutal, brutal joke there. And uh, who is covering the draft? We are, we are covering the draft. So hop in there, get the color cast app. Do we have a pick yet? I mean, I keep refreshing the page. I'm refreshing what? it with you. I know it's like, uh, well, well, their clock starts in one minute. So technically, but they know the pick. So they're not going to, they're not going to sit there and make us wait. Oh, are they? That's, that's the thing. Are they high drama at this point? Or are they just trying to rifle through the first round in, in about the first 10 minutes? Like what are they going to give us a chance to at least talk about the person that they picked? Or are they actually going to be, you know, say, okay, here are the first eight picks. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah. I mean, technically it's starting now. This is it. They're going to build the suspense. I think, right. That's well, the answer to do too, there. You got to think too, that this is a, this is a live event for them. So that you saw that they got the podium set up. You got all that stuff set up. There's people probably there right now sitting in the seats waiting for this to happen. So we're going to probably have about five minutes worth of, of people talking at the podium saying, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for joining us and blah, blah, blah. So we may get five minutes worth of that pomp and circumstance before the actual draft starts, but there's no chance that they're wheeling and dealing that someone makes a draft pick you know, let's say Jeff Fisher drafts Tamu and, and trades them to the new Orleans breakers or something. What are the odds of a first round trade? Is that even possible? I, I didn't see anything, you know, as I was doing my homework, I didn't see any, any, uh, I would imagine you could do that. Correct. I haven't seen anybody even speculate on that yet. Look at us, the gamblers in that what, play, uh, what, what handicap this Colby? What, what do we think the odds are that a first round trade happens? Very, very unlikely, but I could see a, a trade happening out maybe in the second, third, you know, and in, in the, and in some of the other rounds, obviously 35 rounds, but I would, that would be pretty, that would be pretty juicy right from the start. Jeff Fisher trades back. He says, Hey, I don't believe in the quarterback. I'm going buddy Ryan philosophy, rest in peace. And, and he trades back and just loads up. That would be, that, that would be cool. Can you even do that? See, this is not your traditional draft because we're going by, by uh, position per round. That's why that's one thing I wish they would have done differently. I would have loved to see them just open the gates and see teams philosophies of like, Hey, I'm going to draft five straight offensive linemen. You know what I mean? Or, or five straight defensive linemen. Uh, or it's going to be like a, like a Madden uh, dynasty or not a Madden Madden franchise draft where, you know, you could just, I wish they were like that where you could figure out where your priorities are. Like you said, just basically, do you, do you value a good offensive line? Do you value a good defense? Uh, where, where do you value that? Like you had said that before and that's perfect. Yeah. And, and with, especially with, with, with your top pick being a defensive coach, a special teams coach, a guy that's really does not, uh, does not have exciting offenses throughout his track record. Like I said, it's been a couple of years off. You never know. That's the best part about football is uh, you know, people can change uh, with Tulane. Uh, you know, I know we're, we're talking college football for a second, but Willie Fritz was a guy that brought the triple option to Tulane. He was at uh, he was at Georgia Southern. He was at uh, Army, and like he. So I mean, this is a guy that brought the triple option, ran it for a couple of years, and then what? All of a sudden, flag on the play, he changes it over an off season. He says, "Yeah, I decided uh, we have more talent. Let me uh, 
Let me, uh, let me, uh, I see the chat saying, Colby, have three more triple option mentions left. You know, I I still want to see Paul Johnson. Maybe Jeff Fisher hires Paul Johnson as an offensive coordinator. You know, I want to see him hire Greg Williams as a defensive coordinator. I think some of these jobs have already been filled, but still I can dream one can dream as I refresh the page for the Michigan Panthers, on the clock, my friends on the clock. Here, I mean, I feel like I could just go. I could play some. I could do some type of fun stuff for us here. I, I did say Twitter. I did say Twitter is on the clock. Yes, uh, the reigning, well, one of the champions of the USFL, the Michigan Panthers, are on the clock. Shout out to Bobby Aver and Anthony Carter. I'm excited for the. For the what do you think of those? What do you think of those new uniforms? I liked the new uniforms. Go listen to our uniform reveal podcast too. That was your, your good thing, but I I do. I like, I'm a generals fan. I'm going to like the generals uniform more than everybody. So uh, that that's just hands down, but I did like the breakers. I really did. We have the pick is in. It is Shea Patterson. Shea Patterson. This was a bit shocking, but it it, kind of makes sense because he played at Michigan. You're trying to get the fans. The only problem is I don't think Michigan fans really loved Shea Patterson, but Shea Patterson, let me tell you something. He was talented when he was at Ole Miss. I was sold. I remember telling Patty C, this guy is is a very elite passer. Now, when he went to uh, when he went when he transferred to Michigan, kind of struggled, kind of struggled some. But then that was then again that was the whole Michigan offense. I, I felt like struggled. They didn't have many explosive players other than Patterson. But when he when he was at Ole Miss, I was really impressed. And recently, since he's gone you know, to the professional level, he, he was a part of the practice squad with the Kansas city chiefs and the BC lions. And then the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, what do you make of the pick Shea Patterson to the Michigan Panthers? Was that based off of the, the home situation of, of, of him playing with the Michigan Wolverines, but you think that had any, you know, any decision-making there? It had to have at, at this point, this is playing to the base of the team. Uh, you get a guy in Michigan that Michigan fans uh, have cheered for before they know him. Uh, this was like that territorial pick. You know, there was a, there's a thing, especially even in the, in the CFL where there's a territorial pick uh, where you, you basically pick a guy that's from the area. So you know, when to actually, you know, cheer for this guy. So you already know uh, him and you're aware of him. So this is exactly what this is. I think to me, um, not to say that his numbers at Ole Miss weren't great or and Michigan weren't great either. Uh, you know, 3000 yards in his, in his 2019 season, he didn't get a chance to play. This was another guy that just really didn't get a chance to catch on anywhere, uh, signed with BC, but couldn't play obviously because the season never actually took place. So, or even then like the BC Lions didn't take him. So he never got a chance to play. So now he's in front of home, home crowds. He's in front of home teams. So yeah, I mean, this is, this is a territorial pick if ever there was one. And yeah, he grew up in Toledo, Ohio before moving to Brownsville, Texas uh, in high school. So it, it's not that far away. It kind of makes sense there. Interesting pick though. I would have lost a lot of money if, if we had odds on that, but Hey, Shea Patterson is a Michigan Panther. That is exciting. Now that, that's, uh, he's kind of an athlete when he was at, when he was at uh, Ole Miss, I thought they used him uh, much better than what they did with Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. Uh, so if Jeff Fisher, maybe watched some of that old miss tape and said, Hey, look at this kid. Uh, I could see him. Cause he, he, you know, with McNair and some of the other quarterbacks he's had in, in his past, 
he likes an athletic quarterback. I could see that working out a little bit there with the Michigan Panthers. But now the Tampa Bay Bandits are on the clock. Todd Haley and am I getting reports? Jordan Tamu is a bandit. Bandit ball is back as Jordan Tamu, who we thought would be the first pick of the draft. He goes number two, so not that far off on our projections there. What do you make of the pick, Rod? I mean, we talked him up in the pregame, uh, the pre pre-draft show. Tamu, obviously, we know is the name recognition guy. Uh, great in Seattle or Seattle, <laughs> great in St. Louis, uh, and, and really just uh, that. That's exactly what you're looking for in a guy. He's, he's mobile. He can throw the ball. Uh, he knows what it's like to lead a team right now because he did it recently. Uh, so yeah, I think Tomu was a good pick for anybody. And the fact that Tampa Bay got him. Uh, yeah. I mean, good for them. They, they definitely have a good start and a good leader on their team right now. Yeah. And, and Todd Haley, you know, as he's been a, some of his offense have been dynamic, mainly I, I think of the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. So getting Tamu there, that is impressive. Uh, that is really, I, I think it's a, I, I actually thought if you were telling me I had to start a team and, and I get Tamu or Tamu, I always butcher the pronunciation of that. My apologies. But if you tell me you're starting a team and you have one to choose for, I go, I go Tamu all day over Shea Patterson. So Jeff Fisher already hitting us. We got some, we got some stuff here. We got some, some, some clips here of Jordan Tamu there. Look at that. Uh, look at that stat line there. He obviously got his fame with the battle Hawks of the XFL. I think most people know him from that. Uh, if not for his days at Ole Miss. So you actually have two Ole Miss quarterbacks that have been taken in a way, in a way. So the, the quarterback factory, that is the Ole Miss rebels doing it. Now we have, uh, we have on the clock, the Philadelphia stars and Bart Andrus. Bart Andrus. So uh, oh, this I'm seeing a pick. I'm seeing a pick, Colby. The third pick oh. of the USFL draft. The stars select Brian Scott. Brian oh, Scott. There we go. And Brian Scott going with the Philadelphia Stars. Wow, that's love that's it. a big clutch get. I love it. I, I I really do. I like it. I think that is that could be the best pick of the first round. I that could so. be the best pick of the first round. I mean, Patterson's a bit of a question mark for me, especially in Fisher's offense. Uh, I, like, like I said, I, I've seen good things from Patterson before, but I would, uh, if I'm Patterson, I, I would hope to go more to an, a team coached by, you know, someone that's an offensive guru. So Tomu makes sense with Todd Haley. I can see that working out, but uh, Scott with Bart Andrus, I like it. I like it. So uh, what do you make the Philadelphia stars getting their guy? Uh, you wonder if they had him as their top player on the board overall. Cause a lot, a lot of places we looked around, a lot of places did. Yeah. Well, cause he was again, like I said, I, I, I said he was the only player in the spring league to throw for a thousand yards. He had 300 yards and, and we're going to get to take a look at what he actually has done so far uh, here in a second. This is, this is Brian. This is typical Brian Scott right here, right? Yeah. I mean, sets up in the pocket can ev- evade a little bit and find the open receiver. He's done it time and time again over his TSL career, you know, can escape a little bit, make people miss and then find the open guy. I mean, this is vintage him and, and he's going to get a chance to do this uh, for, for the um, Philadelphia stars and, and they're going to be better off for it. Yeah. And, and uh, some people might not know uh, who Brian Scott is. Cause you say, what the hell? Who is Brian Scott? Uh, just cause he went to accidental accidental college he, right here up the road. That's where what Obama went there. But uh, so did Jim Mora. It's actually got a rich football history. It's not a dental school, believe it or not. 
Um, but they might not know what is going on saying, Hey, I never seen this guy, but he was, he was in the spring league most recently. If you don't, if you didn't watch the spring league, you might be wondering who the hell is uh, Brian Scott. Uh, this kid's a stud. All right. He is a stud. So keep an eye out for him. He was, he was the MVP of the spring league twice, twice. So I think it might be a good pick there. I think it might be the best pick of the draft so far. Next up is your New Jersey generals. I'm my New Jersey generals. I will say though, I will say though, that I did have an opportunity to talk to Brian uh, in an, in an interview. We actually talked and and I love the guy. He's, he's such a great guy. We still keep in touch. So uh, I'm going to definitely hit him up and congratulate him, but we got another pick in. Boom. Announce it. Cause you're going faster than me, buddy. Ben Holmes is the next man off the board to the New Jersey general. My quarterback now is Ben Holmes. I get to cheer for the guy. I just said that would be a good pick for uh, one of, for the first team, by the way. So uh, yeah, Ben Holmes is now Tarleton. on the chart. Yep. Out of Tarleton. Yeah. yeah. And Tarleton and he, and he had a great uh, college career. I mean, this is a guy that uh, originally from orchard park, New York. So that kind of makes sense. He's he's, he's coming home in a way. You might have to like that if you're him. I mean, this guy, if you look at his college stats, he had some, he, he really had some, some nice numbers even back to his high school days. So what, what do you, what's your reaction there? Is this something that you're excited for? Did, were you hoping they went another route or, or what? No, I like it. I really do. I mean, again, you, you get a guy that can, that can do great things like throw for over 3000 yards in a season. I, I mean, I made the case from earlier too, you know, a lot of times these guys just didn't get an opportunity. And especially in this craziness, that is crazy. He just didn't get an NFL opportunity. So I think he's actually going to be a, a very valuable asset to that. A guy that can throw the ball. Now, what kind of team do they build around him? That's the thing. Like, do they, do they build around him with fast receivers or do they give him a good running game to take some pressure off early on and then try to build a stable of receivers over the next few years? He, he seems to be able to have the capacity to, to do everything that they need him to do. It's just a matter of what are they going to do around him? So uh, I'd be interesting to see what the, what the wide receiver situation is going to be like for him. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, look, I know we have a slide for him, but he threw for 451 yards in, in one of his uh, last in a senior season, 451 yards and four touchdowns. The guy can light it up. He can light it up. That, I mean, look, I'm going through his stat line of each week. It, it's like, he's putting up ridiculous numbers each and every week with the exception of one game in his senior season, this guy was just lighting it up. Uh, so we're going to get to see the generals, Mike Riley, happy with Ben Holmes. See, that makes sense though. Cause Riley Riley's got that history of the drop back, you know? So Ben Holmes to Mike Riley and the generals, it makes sense on the clock. We have the Houston gamblers. Dare I? My gamblers, but let's just listen to some music. Yes. I mean, how great is this song? It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Can they please go back to the 80s songs? (laughs) I wish they would. The Super Bowl Shuffle was probably the single greatest uh, show or um, song in NFL history. So. Yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. I'm seeing a pick in. Is that is that true that Clayton I, Thorson, Clayton Thorson, who comes in from uh, Northwestern, is the pick by the Gamblers? Clayton Thorson. Wow, 
I don't think we had him projected that high. Uh, this should be interesting to see with, and I don't think he really fits, but you know, he was an efficient college quarterback, he, but at Northwestern, you're not going to be, you know, throwing up crazy offensive statistics. They're always a pretty good, you know, a great defense. A lot of times with Pat Fitzgerald, that's his, that's his forte, obviously former linebacker for Northwestern uh, Fitzgerald play with the Eagles, the Cowboys and the giants. Uh, most recently the giants. Uh, so what do you make of this pick with, with Kevin Sumlin and the Houston gamblers? I think it's going to be very interesting. Again, this was not a name that was high on a lot of people's boards, but again, these scouts see things that we don't, and they get a chance to talk to these guys that we don't. So maybe there was a fit that was seen in the scheme. You know, we talked about scheme as, as far as early on. So uh, maybe there was a fit that, that was seen. And I've seen a lot of his tweets too. Um, as far as what he, you know, he's excited to be a part of it. So, uh, you know, got a big arm. We see it right here, right? Little, little, got a little help from his receiver in that instance, but he's got an arm and he, and he does not afraid to use it. Um, well, so that's we'll, the thing. It, it seems like Northwestern, look at these clips, uh, the pretty fantastic stuff here, but um, Northwestern is not, I, I would not describe it as he was wide open there. I mean, I feel like anyone could have thrown that, but uh, uh Northwestern's not a quarterback friendly team. You know, they don't have, I mean, I guess Trevor Simeon would come to mind, but other than that, they're they're not known for their quarterbacks. They're known for hard defense and, uh, and, and just kind of a slug fest. That's how they win games. But that, that almost means it's kind of an unknown. You know what I mean? Like Clayton Thorson, maybe he's better than what we saw at Northwestern because or, or Northwestern doesn't try to open it up often offensively. I'm looking at his stat line. His best year was in 2016. He had threw for 22 touchdowns and nine interceptions over 3000 yards. Um, but the other years, I mean, 15 touchdowns, 12 interceptions the following year. And then his senior year, 17 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. So not a crazy ratio there uh, as far as touchdown to interceptions, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I think this one, we might be scratching our head at because especially with someone's offense, I just, when I picture Kevin Sumlin coach teams, I don't think of Clay, Clayton Thorson as, as a quarterback that really fits in his style, but Hey, I've been wrong many times in this world. Uh, I don't know. I, what would you give this one? If you're grading this one, I know it's a quick reaction, but uh quick turnaround here. If you had to give the letter grades right now, what would you give Clayton Thorson? C plus. Really Maybe again, a, you saw it from the stats. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm plus you saw it from it from the film there too. A lot of times, uh, just he was throwing it up and the receivers kind of bailed him out on it. So yeah. Uh we got another pick. Holy cow, man. These are coming in fast. We were we were worried that there was gonna be too much of a lead time between picks. Uh <laughs> yeah, what is it? We got we, we got, got the my guy Skip Holtz, right? Yeah, yeah. Picking for Alex McGo from FIU, the airport. And you know, this is another one that I feel like, okay. I mean, this one makes a little bit more sense. He's been on, on uh, he's been basically in the NFL since 2018 off and on journeyman, but uh, Seattle Seahawks, Jacksonville Jaguars, Houston Texans, and the Seattle Seahawks yet again. Um, But I mean, if you look, this guy did have some, some, some nice college stats. So maybe this will work out. Skip Holtz though doesn't traditionally fire the ball all over the field. I, like I said, I heard him on a uh, East Carolina radio show talking about, you know, the game is changing in that way. And maybe I'm going to make those changes to my offense. So I'm really excited to see what the Birmingham stallions do. 
But what what do you think of this draft pick, Rod? I, again, this is one of those things where maybe they had more information than we did. This wasn't a name that we were necessarily tracking all that much. At least I wasn't. Uh, and you look at his his stats. He really he's thrown for two thousand seven hundred yards twice in his career at FIU. So not he hadn't crossed the three thousand yard mark. Uh, really hasn't even gone over seventeen touch or excuse me, he got twenty one touchdowns in twenty fifteen. But that was his high. So again, the numbers don't jump off the page at you. But you know, again, it's, it's just a matter of what are you looking for? Are you looking for somebody who you can mold into the type of quarterback you want to be, or are you looking for somebody that has the just the capabilities of what you're looking for at the time that can at least start your franchise off? I mean, I don't know we're, we're, the last couple of names, not to me. Uh, and, and look, I want every player to prove me wrong, to be honest with you. I'm not talking about this, that they're not good players. I just want everybody to prove me wrong, but you know, franchise names to build around. So maybe he is, maybe he becomes that guy for them. Yeah. And look, I'll tell you this, he's got a little bit of a leg up by him being in the NFL that long. I mean, essentially, you know, uh, four years, he got to be a part of an NFL, you know, team and, and, you know, that uh, let alone uh, the fact that his uncle is Kelly Goodburn, which was a Tecmo Super Bowl punter for the Kansas city chiefs. All right, play for the Washington Redskins as well. But Kelly Goodburn, so he's got lineage, a punter, and a quarterback in that family. As uh, wow, uh, as we see what the Birmingham Stallions do. Next up on the clock is the Pittsburgh Maulers. I think this is one of the more interesting picks of the whole first round because we don't know anything. Kirby Wilson, what is his philosophy going to be from a head coach? Obviously, like I mentioned a couple minutes ago, he was a running backs coach for what seems like forever. Uh, I'm very, I, I, I honestly, like if we had to go through all of them, I think the most interesting positions, if I had to forecast before any of these picks were made, I was very curious what Michigan would do the Panthers. And then I think my, the, the team that I was uh, most interested for the second one would be the Pittsburgh Maulers. Cause I don't know what to expect. All right. I think we, uh, we have a pick sure do. As, as I am refreshing the page, the pick is seems to be in. Kyle, uh, is this Laletta? Wow. Pittsburgh quarterbacks. Just it's the year of the Pittsburgh quarterback. Uh, and he's, it fits. He's staying home in Pittsburgh. See, they are playing to the sum a little, a little bit, I think. Right. I mean, Shea Patterson, Michigan. Uh, the other kid was from uh, New York and now you have uh Laletta to the Pittsburgh Maulers. We got the highlights rolling or coming up. But uh, what do you make? This is one. I think this is. There we go. We got some. We got some highlights here of Kyle Laletta. Um, I'm a bit surprised here. Yeah, I'm a bit surprised at, at at this pick. Once again, he's a Pittsburgh guy, so maybe that helps. He even. I mean, he went to high school uh, in Pennsylvania, in Lionville, Pennsylvania. So I mean, and this guy's he's been a journeyman for a while. With the once again, in very similar fashion. To uh, the previous quarterback is like you know New York Giants, Eagles, Falcons, Browns, Jaguars, uh, Cleveland Browns. He's played uh, on a, for a lot of teams in a short amount of time. In about what four years, he has five passing attempts in the NFL, zero completions. But hey, I don't know. What do you make of this one? This is one where at 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 Pitt. Trust me, I, I'm a guy that loves college football. He was not a known commodity at Pitt either. So uh, he played at Richmond from 2013 to 2017 in the FCS. Um, so interesting, interesting play there. Well, what, what, what do you uh, what do you make of this pick? 
his yardage is there. I mean, he threw for his last year there, 3,737 yards, uh, 28 touchdowns, not a bad stat line for a senior year. Uh, but again, it just didn't translate to the pros. You're right. He bounced around from practice squad to practice squad. A lot of these guys are camp arms, you know, and that that's really what it ends up being for a lot of these guys is they're there uh, as a camp arm to just sort of warm everybody up. And then all of a sudden they don't make the the final roster and, and may, and that's a lot of what he has been so far. But again, as a camp arm, you still get a lot of experience though. So it's not as if being a camp arm is completely bad because you do get to learn some pro style offenses. You do get to actually uh, learn and grow as a quarterback. Unfortunately, you don't always make the the pro roster, but you know, you do learn a lot of stuff uh, from these guys. So maybe what he can take or he'll take what he learns and, and can go from there. So, um, Oh, the breakers select. I'm sorry to cut you off, but Kyle Slaughter, this is my guy, man. This is my guy. I remember uh, I was on, I was doing standup on a trip. Me and me and Sean stack and the money green. were doing some standup in Northern California. We're on this trip driving, you know, 10 hours or something. And Kyle slaughter was playing a preseason game for the Ram, uh, for the Vikings. I'm sorry, not the Rams. And uh, he was stealing the show and the announcers we were listening to like local, you know, NFL, NFL network radio. And, uh, but there were Minneapolis announcers and they're saying it's another one of these slaughter Saturdays as he's coming back and leading the Vikings to victory. But Kyle slaughter is a guy I remember at Northern Colorado because I'm a Colorado Buffaloes fan and uh, Northern Colorado played at Colorado and almost beat Colorado. And a lot of it was because of this kid, Kyle slaughter. I love this pick. The breakers might be my team. Uh, have you had a chance to watch uh, some slaughter Saturdays there? Rod? <laughs> Now we're about to watch some slaughter Saturdays right now as he's throwing for the, uh, for those Vikings. Yeah. I, yeah. Again, you know, these are guys that, uh, that light it up in the preseason. You remember them for a little bit and then all of a sudden you don't see him again. And uh, I'm hoping that he gets a chance to show that he sticks on a, on an actual professional team and, and can stay there um, again. I mean, these throws aren't necessarily all that difficult, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's exciting to watch these guys get an opportunity to play at the next level and, and especially guys that are like him, you know, that have suited up for uh, a bunch of different practice squads, even from Denver to the Vikings, to the Cardinals, to the lions, to the bears, to the Raiders, to the Vikings again. So he's a well-traveled guy in only, you know, three or four years. So, uh, hopefully this is the pro experience that actually sticks for him. And, and you know what, man, I'm thinking I don't have the, I, I don't know this to be fact. He was originally at Southern miss, right? And he was there, uh, at in 2012, well, Fedora left Southern miss as head coach to go to North Carolina in 2011, but I'm betting Larry Fedora was recruiting Kyle slaughter. And I bet you this makes sense. Uh, this is, I think this is a good pick. I'm going to go ahead and say this pick's going to be a lot better than some of the other uh, picks that we've seen in this, in this first round. I I'm all over this one as my favorite pick in the first round, the breakers where uh, chase needs to come on and talk about that. Because I mean, this is uh this is, I think, uh, I think it's a steal. I'm going to go Absolutely. ahead and say this. this is a steal pick. All right. Um, yeah. We're I gonna, don't know. We're going we're gonna to step away. We got it with the, the, the boss are telling us we got to pay the bills. So we're going to step away real quick. And we come back, we're going to have Chip and chase back to talk about it. After this, this SGPN live coverage of the USFL draft on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. For every $25 you bet on college basketball, WinBet is going to give you a chance to win a trip to Las Vegas for March Madness and 
$1,000 in free win bet credits. Download the win bet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit. Receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $15,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. We are also brought to you by IP Vanish. Safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data right now. It's super easy to use. IP Vanish is all you have to do. Protected. Go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. Use the promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. And of course, do not forget to download the SGP and app. It is your home for all of our free picks, podcasts, and live streams just like this one. Yes, 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 sir. XFL Jim, XFL Jim, Chase back to talk some more. You guys, the first round is over. What? What? Are, how are we feeling? You, Jim, you're already super. Shay Patterson is the first pick. What are we? This is hilarious. This is crazy. I love it. I actually love the pick. Um, I'm gonna be. I will exclusively refer to him from here on out for his entire USFL career as International Man of Mystery. Shay Patterson. Dude's played in the United States. He's played in Canada. He's played in Japan. He's been everywhere. I like it. I mean, you gotta love a quarterback that's played in Japan. All right. I mean, and I'm not talking about one of these ex- exhibition games going on in week zero for college football. That is awesome. Uh, now that was a curve though. That was a, that was yes to me, almost the biggest curve. I still think, and I want to, I want to get to talk about, you know, the new Orleans breakers in a second, but I think uh, one of the bigger curves also was uh, the draft pick of Kyle Laletta. Can I, I? I know we want we got we got we want to talk about another quarterback, but Laletta. I just got to mention this. Laletta, as part of the New York Giants, October thirtieth, two thousand eighteen, was arrested in Weehawken, New Jersey, after being pulled over in his Jaguar on the way to Giants team practice. He was charged with eluding police, a third degree crime. Gotta love this guy. That's badass. Uh, reckless driving, <laughs> resisting arrest, uh, disregarding an officer's directions. Uh, this is, this is like, uh, I might have a new favorite player. We got Rick Vaughn. We got Rick Vaughn for major league as the, as the, as the new quarterback of uh wait, what, what team was that that he went to again? That was the, uh, Pittsburgh Maulers. I, uh, I'm sensing a theme with a lot of these quarterbacks, a lot of included. I'm sensing a theme of a lot of NFL practice squad experience. These guys have a lot of professional football experience. I know some of us like me included, I was thinking some flashier college guys, I, but a lot of these guys have all that experience. And I think that's going to be a big thing for these quarterbacks. Yeah. I, I mean, it makes sense that they, they want to bring in people who are professionals, who know how to be professionals uh, that, that are used to the, the, uh, the environment. So I, I, I think there's definitely a trend. That's for sure. I'm just hoping we get more guys with rap speed. All right. <laughs> I, I, I yeah. mean, come on. First off, yeah. are you making that great of money? I guess so, man. He was in the NFL for one year. He's driving a Jaguar. He probably had that thing least, but doesn't matter. Kudos to him for saying, fuck you. And uh, yeah, I mean, this is, that was an interesting pick, but I got to get to chases, new Orleans breakers slaughter Saturdays. Look, I, I'm telling you, 
if I, I if stacking the money green was here, we'd be talking about this. Uh, this kid was electric as a as a quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings, and I actually I think I read a statement that they wanted to keep him because they really liked him in practice. I got a feeling they got the steal of the first round. What do you what do you make of the of the pick, Chase? I love it. Uh, I mean, just going back and looking at his stats from Northern Colorado, he is a efficient passer. He's completing about 62% of his passes. Uh, I even see that he had like 14 receptions his senior year. That's, I mean, we talked about Larry Fedori, like somebody who can get out and run a little bit. I mean, if you're catching 14 passes, your senior year as the starting quarterback, I have a feeling that's you. So I I'm pumped. I'm ready. I'm ready to put the cardboard down and just go breakers to electric boogaloo here. Cause I love the pick. Not to mention though, he had Drew Brees announce him as his pick on Twitter. So if you got a guy like Drew Brees announcing you as the quarterback for your team, uh, no pressure, no pressure. Though. Yeah, no pressure at all, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I love the slaughter pick too. I, I think it's like a sneaky good pick at the end of the draft too, where you're kind of under the radar and then you get to immediately get your number one pick in the next round. So, Great pick so now now we have though the new Orleans breakers back on the clock guys. Uh, remember this is a snake style draft. What do they do now? Do they go now it's skill positions? You know, I mean, what, what are they going to be doing? Do they go for, I don't know. Do they go for a, a, a premier wide out? Do they go for CJ marble? The, the coastal Carolina running back. What do you got uh, the new Orleans breakers doing first pick in the second round fellas? Uh, X, uh, USFL gym. I almost said XFL gym, USFL gym. I'd like you to go first. I think if we're going the hierarchy of positions, they're probably going to go for a D end. They got, they got to go for someone who's going to be powerful. They got to, they got to shore up the defense first off and foremost, and they get their pick at the litter defense though, man. Fedora is a guy go back to his Southern miss days or his North Carolina days. Defense. We're not a uh, main focus of that group, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, uh, he's proving he's a changed man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Chase, you're you're a Breakers fan. Where, where if it was up to you, where would you go? I I mean, I, I think if you're building an organization, then it makes sense, especially when you have the the first pick in the second round to maybe just go ahead and take the the best defensive player that you that you have out there. Uh, I'm an idiot. I forgot it was defensive end round two. But so my apologies. We were trying to push you towards it. Yeah, yeah. that's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I'm, so we're I, polite. We're a polite crew here in the garage. Hey, yeah, I'm, I, an idiot. I'm an idiot. Uh, I don't know why I was thinking running back. So my apologies. And uh, yeah, so I guess he will go defensive end. Huh? <laughs> yeah. That fucking analysis. Yeah. Huh? Uh, uh, so Kayvon Walker. Kayvon Walker. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to cough that out there. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to throw out a Nebraska guy for my boy XFL Jim here. Uh, you got a slaughter. Now it's time for some freedom, freedom. Akamula Don uh, from Nebraska. Pick. I love him so much. And you nailed the name. That would have took me 10 minutes to try to do that name. You know, try I mean? saying it drunk. I drank with him one time. Akamula. <laughs> Yeah, you're there in Nebraska. Tell me about this kid. Do you think he's dude's a, dude's a beast? He's he's been one of our better D linemen in the past like five years. He was one of the shining spots during the Mike Riley era. Like one of the actual good things we could look at. The kid's got the moves. I think he's just got to work on his mental a little bit. It's. I mean, it's also worth noting if they're if they definitely did this with quarterbacks. I have a feeling they're probably going to look this way with uh, with their DNs and edge rushers. Is he's bounced around off of top, you know, the NFL quite a bit. So he's got that experience of being a professional. And uh, we are talking uh, New Orleans breakers, New Orleans breakers, breaker, breaker, one, two, come in. Uh, are Woo. we back? 
There we go. I mean, I feel like the connection kind of went out a little bit there, but uh, here we go. We got the breakers on the clock and it is, uh, it is Davin Bellamy from the university of Georgia, Georgia bulldog rod. Davin Bellamy. He is going to be a beast for these guys. Uh, again, it's just, wow. Some of the, you know, it's funny because when you look at some of these guys too, the names aren't, aren't household names, but they're going to become one. So uh, we're going to learn a lot more uh, about this guy as the league continues on uh, a, a good solid pick. Uh, obviously somebody they wanted to build their defense around. Uh, you can see him in his picture uh, already uh, tackling somebody. So I think we're, I think we're so good uh, yeah. with, for the hey, break. I mean, this is a guy that uh, if you're playing defense for the university of Georgia, I think you're qualified. All right. This is not one where we're reading from, you know, Sonoma state, no disrespect to those from Sonoma state. But if you've been in with the Georgia Bulldogs, uh, you've been uh, pretty much recruited since you were probably uh, 14 years old, 13 years old. So uh, I think obviously this would be a, a pretty good pick then. I agree. I agree. And I think that uh, again, when you're talk, talking about really building around uh, tough guys, you want to get those guys that have played in the sec and the guys that have played uh, you know, with, with the tougher, tougher schedules and, and know what it's like to play in big games, because that's what they're built for. Uh, the sec alone is built for uh, you playing on national television almost every single day against the toughest teams in the, in the whole of college football. Yeah. Yeah. So the new Orleans breakers go with a sec. Look, there's a reason why the sec gets the pub. Normally they could, they just have dominant offense and defensive lines. The breakers uh, quickly ad address that with a, a sec guy from the university of Georgia. Yeah. So now on the clock is the Pittsburgh Maulers. And once again, Kirby Wilson, he likes to run between the tackles. This is a guy he has been a running back coach. I, 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 I love that about him, but uh, so I would assume this is a guy that appreciates offense and defensive line, right? Wouldn't you make that? Wouldn't you make that uh, connection there, Rod? I would think so too. But there's a lot of good edge rushers out there, and I think we've proven time and time again in the NFL that a good edge rusher uh, definitely steps up your defense uh, just a ton, right? It's the difference between being able to get to the quarterback and not. So uh, if I'm looking at a good edge rusher. You know, that, that's something where I think I'd go to. Here's some Bellamy highlights as we see him play uh, in Georgia, right? Being in that SEC mold, uh, quick, fast guy along the lines, licks <laughs> some pretty big hits. Wow, that was a rough one going on there. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, here's, here's your future um, edge rusher there for the Breakers. And I think we mentioned this a little bit on the pregame is that, you know, the lot, there's a thin line, I think between you're getting drafted as the first defensive player in the, in the USFL and you know, the last guy on an NFL roster, it's a very thin line. Well, I, I like this kid's probably really good and he just needs an opportunity. You know, that's what they all do at this point. So really it's just a matter of, of who's going to give it to him and, and who wants it. But I mean, there's some edge rushers out there that I, that I like, I mean, I like a Jeremiah Spicer, right? You, this guy's kind of been a name that's bounced around as well got some looks with the chargers for a little bit, played with the wildcats. I remember him there and then had a, a, a spring league look at the aviators. So, you know, six foot two forty. I, I think he's definitely a, a good call for the next pick. Somebody I would want to see get the, get a shot or a guy like a Reggie Northup, 
right? This is another guy that, that has a name that's recognizable to so many people um, playing with the Rams, the Vipers, the Apollos, the Alouettes, you know, the, these are the kind of guys you want. So, well, the uh, pick is in and it's Carlo Kemp from the university of Michigan, Carlo Kemp. Uh, hey, I mean, they go for a guy like I was better at this guy because he almost went to Colorado. He ended up going to uh, university of Michigan. Uh, he spent some time, I believe in the NFL. I think he was on the, the green Bay Packers. Um, so Carlo Kemp is a Pittsburgh mauler. Pittsburgh Mauler. So, hey, it, it, it doesn't surprise me. Defensive tackle, run stopper. Um, but uh, yeah, what do you make of the pick? Uh, I like it. I like it. I think uh, as we see here, right? He played in Michigan, so obviously another guy uh, who is used to playing on the big stage uh, and was coached by an NFL coach, right? I mean, overall, so at least he knows what it means to to play in front of an NFL style coach. Uh, yeah, so and, and his defensive coordinator was was Don Brown. Don Brown for was a was a very good defensive coordinator, uh, I thought, and uh, so I think it will fit professional football. A lot of the schemes and stuff they do, uh, I like. And and you look at what he did. I didn't mean to cut you off there, but he was also all Big Ten in 2019. He was a, he was a four year letterman. So this this kid is well experienced, well versed, and obviously if you're, if you're playing in the Big Ten. I know I said that about the SEC, but still the Big Ten. You you go up against Wisconsin, those those hog mollies, those gigantic cheese eating guys, right? Just a huge offensive line. They they produce you know NFL offensive linemen left and right. You go up against Iowa, they produce NFL offensive linemen left and right, and Ohio State. So uh, you're well versed in going up against top competition. I think it's a good pick for the Maulers. What do you think? He had nine tackles against Army. If you can, if you can get nine tackles against Army in a game, you know you're living right because the guy can, because the triple options coming at you every which way but loose. So if you can figure out which guy actually is the right guy to tackle in an Army offense and get nine of them, then you're good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's an. Imp- I, I think it fits with the style of Pittsburgh too. I really do. So. uh uh, shout out to the Maulers. They're gonna they're gonna do it like the Steelers did. They might have different colors. I know people were, were complaining about that, but uh, hey, uh, I think they're gonna have a, a good pick there. Birmingham Stallions were next on the clock, and they, they went. With, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, they went with Aaron. Uh, this is where I, I butchered the the pronunciation of the last name. How do I pronounce this last name? Aaron Adoye. Adoye is that? I wasn't sure. It was like Christian Okoye in a way. Uh. This is a guy that was on the Birmingham iron in, in 2019 in the AAF. So they are familiar with them, but this guy's played all over. First off, he's from Southeast Missouri state. If you didn't realize that, that is a institution where, you know, you, you play some football, you know, <laughs> they're in the FCS, believe it or not, they've made the FCS playoffs a couple of times. Um, then he went to play for the Selena Liberty in Selena, Kansas, indoor football team. Love it. The fact that he's just, He's a gamer. Then the Birmingham iron, then the Baltimore Ravens. He was on their roster for uh, two years. Then the jets and the Packers played in one game in the NFL, but he was on the, the practice squad quite a bit. He's well versed. What do you make of the pick there, Rod? Any guy that plays in Salina is a guy that I like. That is where some of my family lives. Uh, and again, indoor football, if you don't really understand indoor football, it is such a huge piece. And, and it's different from arena football too, where the actual defense 
matters in indoor football, right? It's not just a, a shoot em up, light em up league. There's actually needs to be defenses played. So if you can play in the indoor game, especially as a defenseman, uh, then I think you're pretty good for uh, being able to suit up in the outdoor uh, as well. And really here's the thing too, with the indoor football league, not a lot of folks understand that, uh, uh, you know, you got to have such a short memory because yeah, you're going to get lit up. So he, he's, this is a spring league action for him. This was before the spring league went to actual team names. So uh, you can tell that he got that experience back then. Uh, but not, you know, again, it, you got to recognize the, the opportunities around you. Like, look, it looks good that he knows what's going on there. Um, so yeah, I mean, a, again, a opportunistic kind of a guy is really what you need, especially in a league where you're going to have quarterbacks that are going to be unstable in the system. They're going to throw a lot of, uh, errant passes and you'll have an opportunity around the line of scrimmage to pick off a few balls. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, so I think that's, a, I think it's a decent draft pick there. Now you got the Houston gamblers on the clock, which to me is a scary thought because I was not fond of their first draft pick. Uh, I mean, maybe a bit of a stretch. I don't want to just come down on the guy, but I just didn't think uh, he would be drafted, especially in the first round. Um, so the gamblers select Chris Odom, Houston, Chris Odom from Houston going with an AAC guy, Chris Odom. I'm quickly uh, grabbing some, some research on Odom as he played in the CFL with the Calgary Stampeders of, of, of recent. And uh, then he, prior to that, he had had some stops in the NFL and the AAF. So he's from Arkansas state. So chase was here. He's a Razorback fan. I don't know how he is as far as a fan of the, the Arkansas state program, but the red wolves, uh, but he played for the Atlanta Falcons. He played for the green Bay Packers. Then he went to the AAF with the salt Lake stallions in 2019. Then he came back to the Atlanta Falcons and then the Washington Redskins as, and followed that with the Calgary Stampeders. This is a guy that was first team all Sunbelt in 2016. Uh, originally hailing from Arlington, Texas. What do you make of this pick with Chris Odom? Pretty good pick. Uh, he did play with the stamps a couple of uh, games last season. He got in three games with them, uh, played against Winnipeg twice. And that's, that was the team that went on to win the uh, gray cup. So he knows exactly what it's like to play championship teams. Uh, he did only uh, total five total tackles in that league. But again, with the stamps, the stamps are a deep team. So for him to be able to play for a team like the Stampeders in the CFL, there are a lot of uh, good things to say about that, that squad. And he learned from some very, very good defensive players uh, in that CFL system. So he's coming from a good pedigree now. Uh, again, he, he's one of those guys that has recently suited up. So, you know, that, that's a matter of, of things. And his father, Cliff Odom, I remember him as a linebacker for the Miami dolphins, but he also played with the Colts and the Browns in the NFL. He had a, a 13 year NFL career. Gotta love that. He was in Tecmo super bowl as well. So got to give a shout out to the great Tecmo super bowl. It just sounds so good, man. All right. No, I think that's a good pick though. I think that the, the gamblers uh, questionable in the first round, second round. I'm on board. I'm on board. Um, he, did, he did, by the way, too. We're getting a little note there uh, that he did sack Kyle Allen twice. The commanders. Kyle. Oh, oh there but you go. Next pick is in. And it is Bryson young, Bryson young from Oregon. 
Uh, with the draft pick for your New Jersey Generals, Bryson Young, uh, what do you make of the well, first off, if you're at Oregon, um, I'd say that's one of the Pac-12 schools that actually you can trust the defense. You could say, okay, their defense is somewhat decent. Now, uh, Bryson Young, though, is a guy. He, this is a guy that look, Mario Cristobal. I'm not a big fan of 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 him as an overall head coach, but he did hire good defensive coordinators. Jim Levitt, I'm a huge fan of. Uh, Andy Avalos, Boise State's head coach, former used to coach at Oregon as well as the DC. He gets good defensive coordinators, and they know talent, and they produce good pros. So, does not surprise me here that Bryson Young is drafted and could really be a good pick when you look at it. I mean, this is a guy he pretty much played his whole college career. All right, he was the number uh, 154 recruit in the nation, four-star product. So, once again, just perhaps finding the right team. Bryson Young, what do you make of the pick, Rod? 56 total tackles in his last year as a duck, uh, an interception to boot in there. So yeah, definitely good. Uh, a good choice there. A PAC 12 guy. These big, we're seeing these big programs being well-represented in the first, uh, in the first round. Although now we have another pick, man, they are firing these things off. The NFL gives you at least like five or six seconds to talk about each guy. The <laughs> USFL is like, hell no, we're going to do this and we're going to do it quick. So uh, who is it? Cody Cole, because uh, it yeah. is uh, well, it is the Philadelphia Stars drafting the the gentleman that we were just talking about. Me butchering his pronunciation, Freedom Aiken uh, Laduin. <laughs> I wanted to do that to you because we that. knew it. <laughs> how, how do I pronounce that? I don't know. We bring, we need to this bring is, I, need to, I feel like when I start drinking whiskey, I can say these things flawlessly. But uh, <laughs> oh, there it is. How do you say it, Chase? Uh, is, he, is he here? No, he's muted. Unmute yourself, Chase. Uh, okay, there it is. Akamuladon. There it is. Akamuladon. It's like a fancy dinosaur. <laughs> oh man, an Akamuladon. That 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 is a pterodactyl right there. Uh, yeah. Uh, look, this is a pick though that I think makes sense. This is a pick that makes sense. Um, and you look at. Uh, do we have some? Do we have some footage of him? We do have some uh, footage. We need to click through. Cause yeah, I mean, they, these picks are going fast, man. I was just on the, the previous guy and I'm all of a sudden jumping over here. Um, but this is what, uh, I don't know. I mean, this is a guy that I guess uh, XFL Jim said he drank with him said, so he's written my book there. Right. Um, wins for me. Yeah. But the Philadelphia stars though, in a way you could say they are kind of with getting the, the, you know, a really good quarterback, maybe the best quarterback in the draft with the, with the third pick and then loading up uh, with a defensive player that we kind of forecasted as one of the, the top defensive picks. Hey, Bart Andrus, didn't he win a, he won a, a championship in the, uh, in the world league, I believe with, if memory serves me correct, I want to say the Amsterdam admirals, Amsterdam admirals. What a fun, fun blast from the past. That is. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Hey, winning pedigree, so far, it looks like Andrus is putting together himself a nice draft. So uh, he played with Nebraska. So again, that that's a big thing that he played with Nebraska. So um, the, another big, big name school there that plays some big time football. Yeah. And even though they haven't been, you know, I know they've hit this rough patch, but they, they just, they have a, a big time history. And this is a guy that played in the NFL for a bunch of teams too. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Too. Bengals, so that was pretty good. And I want to say he was recruited by Bo Pelini uh, because he didn't go show up to Nebraska. 
until 2000, what, 14, 2015. So Bo Pelini defensive guy, obviously with LSU, I know he had struggled with LSU recently, but his first stint at LSU was really good. Uh, play with the giants, play with the Bengals for a couple of years, the Tennessee Titans and the New York jets. So this is a guy that, uh, you know, I think the, the track record is pretty, pretty impressive. When you play that many for that many teams in the NFL, there's, like I said, it's a thin line and I'm surprised if we saw him again back in the NFL. So I think it's a good pick. For, and it's uh, on the clock and they got their pick, my friend. Oh man, this is this is getting hot. Uh Makai Brown. Makai Brown out of Tennessee State is their oh. pick. Defensive end. Now this is surprising because we just know Jeff Fisher was was doing some work with Tennessee State last year. Now he doesn't get him. Maybe he wanted him. Maybe he had his eye on him in the second round. But yeah, Makai Brown, uh Phil Steele had him as a uh all American in the FCS ranks, our friend of the program, Phil Steele. So uh, yeah, f- former uh, four-star product. This is a guy that, uh, uh, well, I mean, he was a transfer. So, th- but, but Tennessee state, they're decent. Hey, Richard Dent went there. All right. You guys remember Richard Dent. He was a great defensive end for the Chicago bears and in Indianapolis Colts. So Makai Brown there's some great pedigree there. There is some great pedigree there. So uh, yeah, I guess, I guess I'm okay with the pick. What do you think? Well, I mean, he, he you said it. he's a transfer student. So he was going to Alabama first. He didn't get a chance to really even play there at all. So like most kids now they want to go and they want to find a, a place where they can play. So he went to, he went to Tennessee state. He redshirted his junior year and he finally got to play in 2019 in his redshirt senior year. Uh, he got 17 tackles in that one. Uh, five solo versus Jackson state. So again, it wasn't a huge career for him. So this is one, this is a player that I think they're kind of taking a chance on uh, are necessarily not as proven as the rest of these guys defensive end. So uh, this could be a, a, a guy who they're trying to mature and bring up into their system and teach them how to, how to play uh, their, their style of football band style of football. Well, you got to like the fact that he was recruited by Saban then, I mean, with, with Saban, you know, you might not, maybe he couldn't see the field much. Uh, and maybe he's a late bloomer. We've seen this with players all the time, but also with Saban though, you get, it's the guy that coached in the NFL. So he, he coached in a pro football league. So you kind of get an idea of what it will be like. So maybe he's ahead of the curve there uh, on the clock. Now is what the Michigan Panthers and Jeff Fisher will get his first chance to draft defense. You know, he, with the first pick, he probably wasn't that excited. He's probably like, oh, okay, just take a quarterback in the second round. He's like, okay, let's load up some defense. This is my position boys. Let's go. All right. And, uh, and the Panthers uh, still, still refreshing the page here, but uh, who, who do you think the Panthers could grab? I'm sitting there. I'm reading our articles at, on SGP. And uh, make sure you get that app, SGPN app. It's free to download in the App Store and Google Play Store. But perhaps maybe a Toby Johnson from from Georgia. Do they go with a uh, a Walter Palmore from uh, from Missouri who played with the Houston Roughnecks who went undefeated in the XFL 2.0? I mean, do you have XFL any names? Well, I'm sorry. I said XFL champions, baby. XFL champion. Look, when we had June Jones on the show. Hey, he said undefeated champions. You got to crown him. All right. You got to crown crown him. Uh, To quote the great Dennis green. We have a pick and this one is uh, wait. And this is, is this another, another, uh, another, what two of the same last names? Are they brothers? Look at that. 
What are the odds another, here? Another Adoye. Yeah, Adoye, Adewale Adoye, which comes from Utah State. This is a guy. Well, first off, Utah State, you think Mountain West, you think mid major. Uh, they've had some really good defenses in, in the past 10 years. They really have. I, I can remember the game they went down there to Auburn. And they really should have won that game. Auburn got two onside kicks in the final three minutes. So, uh, hey, just because you see Utah State doesn't mean the guys. I mean, look, uh, Bobby Wagner, right? Utah State. Uh, he was all he was all uh, all American Mountain West or all all Mountain West, I should say. This is a guy that uh, well, he he played what he started th- or he played three out of those four years there. Uh, started two of the four. Um, but this is a guy uh, originally from St. Louis, Missouri. And uh, yeah, this guy is just an athlete. He also played basketball as well. So uh, interesting. I like this pick. Uh, what do you make of the pick? I do. I like the fact that you had talked about it too. Fresno state had some really good defenses back Boise state had some. So this is a uh, conference that is known for defense. And if you can bring a guy in from a, a scrappy under, you know, not power five team, uh, then, then I think you're, you're good. Uh, what he had 38 tackles. Uh, he was the first on his team back there at Utah state in 2018 on with tackles. So, you know, he had a sack four tackles for loss. He's, he can get it done and he can get it done on the big stage. And I think that's exactly what they they're looking for, what the Panthers are looking for, uh, to be able to, to get it done for them. So I think that's a good thing. 